Welcome to Beyond Broken Hungry. We understand the struggle of juggling your career, relationships, nutrition, fitness, and finances while trying to pursue your dreams and, you know, stay sane too. We're here to make that both simple and fun for you. In this podcast, we interview a variety of wellness experts to share their expertise with all of us and make this journey we call life just a little bit more balanced. We're stumbling towards wellness right alongside you and are so happy to have you with us on this journey. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Beyond Broke and Hungry. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Broke and Hungry in season two. We're so excited to be back here. Um, I am one of your hosts, Dara, and then we've got Ellen Hogan, who I guess could say her own name if she really wants to. <laughs> Too late, Dara. You stole my thunder. <laughs> awesome. And we're, uh, you know, the premise of season two, um, basically we're doing a lot of focusing on a te- uh, nutrition and attention on nutrition. And we're talking to some really great people who are doing a really great job in the social realm and their personal lives and with the community that they've created to help uh, following nutrition and healthy lifestyles. And we are so blessed and excited to have Satira here with us today. Um, I actually met her through social media um, on Instagram um, and just really loved her energy and loved all the tips that she was giving um, her followers and things like that throughout the days. Um, And just, you know, really loved her enthusiasm and her spirit um, and got to talking with her and was like, oh my gosh, you'd be perfect uh, to be on our podcast. So I'm so excited. Thank you, Satara, for being with us today. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Yeah, I remember um, connecting with you really well right off the bat, sending voice messages and stuff. So it was so nice having that positive attitude through lockdown and everything. That's when we first met. Yes. (laughs) What a time 2020 was. Yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster. Like I'm kind of uh, really glad that it's um winding down and i mean by the time we post this it'll it'll be 2021 already so hopefully the world didn't end um (laughs) hopefully everybody's listening to this and you know and and we're on the other side of all this craziness um but but yeah so no it's it's it we're you know it, it was a crazy a crazy wild year um and a real challenge i feel um, for a lot of people, um, physically doing, you know, keeping that lifestyle nutritionally, obviously gyms were closed, travel kind of just completely mm-hmm. stopped, like going to restaurants. But so there's this almost this good thing about this lockdown because you can't really go to a restaurant. It's not as yeah. easy for you to um, access these foods that are like not so great for you or you know hiring your cholesterol and things like that you kind of have to figure out a routine that works best for you at home for sure you have to be a little bit more creative right with the food that you're eating and trying new things and buying stuff at the grocery store that's actually good for you so (laughs) exactly so um before we get into the nitty-gritty of nutrition and everything um i would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and you know how how you are the way you are now (laughs) yeah so um little old me from very small town in northern alberta um i am 22 and i've been on this nutrition journey for about four years trying out um vegan scene and now it's become my entire lifestyle and it's amazing i've kind of built 
my career um, around with my partner and boyfriend, Dan. Um, we are now accountability coaches, which is awesome. We've been able to kind of create this space of wellness and health and fitness where people feel um, safe in order to change and um, up their routines and are able to kind of just change their lifestyle in a way that suits them with their needs and their kind of lifestyle and stuff, but also really, really focus on their lifestyle and their um, nutrition side of things and fitness and health. So so what does that look like? What is the kind of relationship that you have with your clients? Yeah, yeah. So everything, especially now because of COVID and all of that, we aren't able to meet up in person and a lot of our clients are actually uh, internationally. So everything's completely online and we'll do things through um, all of our calls through Zoom. So what we do is we reach out to clients. A lot of them is um, close family, friends, and people that we know through our social media pages. Mm-hmm. And we'll get on a call with them and we chat. We basically get, um, they get a structured meal plan, fitness plan, um, morning and evening routines. And we sit down and we talk about what their goals are. And we've done it in a way, the program's super fun, where it keeps them motivated through incentives. So at the beginning of the month, we will like talk about one of their goals, what something they want to hit by the end of the month, whether it's losing a certain amount of weight or trying out um, vegan, like cutting out meat or pop or whatever it kind of is, just some sort of goal. And we give them an incentive at the end of the month, like whether it's some sort of um, supplement or something we gift them with something that we think will be beneficial for their journey. Um, but that kind of keeps them motivated to, to keep on going with their goals and stay um, accountable. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So when was the, when were y'all able to like, I, cause I know in our, the conversations we've had over the past few months, this was something that you guys were building. Um, and I know that you were saying it was like an idea that both of y'all have had for a while. So how, like, how were you able to bring this business and create this platform and, and getting these clients, um, especially with all of this COVID stuff happening? Like, wh- like, what were some of the challenges or how did you guys even come up with this idea along the way? For sure, yeah. So when we started our social media page, it was mostly for travel. We were traveling a lot. We wanted to be like, travel a couple, you know, and, and mm-hmm. see, try to just get into um, the industry of, working from our laptops, working from our phones, you know, we, we wanted to be entrepreneurs in some sort of way. Um, so it started off as a travel page. And then as, because we were both vegan and we started posting vegan food and it started just becoming a thing, we saw that our, our audience liked that and we kept going more and more and more. But when we were really wanting to take things seriously with, okay, how can we make a business out of this? We want to just really hone in on helping people and, and do it so we could take advantage of the social media platform and our knowledge and kind of use it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so when everything hit and like COVID and everything, we had to come home. Um, Dan went back to England, I came back to Canada this was our chance to build. We had free time, lots of it. No one was going anywhere. What can we do? Um, So we invested in some coaches and we got on a mastermind program. And um, this in the mastermind, they helped entrepreneurs like us who wanted to start their online business and journey and didn't really know where to start. Um, So we got on with them. There was 10 of us, 11 of us from all around the world, which is really cool. We got to meet a bunch of new people. 
all on Zoom, just like this, once a week for three months. And we just, with their help, we built this huge um, structure, I guess, of months, years long plan of what we wanted to do. And here we are. So once the three months was over, the mastermind, that was kind of like our launch date. And we've just been kind of winging it ever since. Right on. <laughs> it's like kind of adulting, right? Like you just kind of figure things out and hope no one yeah. yells at you along the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> so how, okay, if you're in Canada and Dan's from England, how did you guys meet? So um, Dan was in the military and he came over to Canada for um, six month period as like one of his um, de deployments and where his base was, was only three hours from Banff. And at the time I was going, do you guys know where Banff is? beautiful Rocky Mountain area in Canada. You should look it up. It's really gorgeous. <laughs> and uh, so I was going there a lot with my friend at the time because it was it was a hot spot. We were only uh, like three, four hours away. So was, we would go all the time. And it was her birthday weekend. And when we went out that weekend, then um, he went on a boys weekend on his last weekend in Canada. And we met on a night out. So it was really kind of bad timing right. <laughs> what do you think about it yeah. yeah it was his last weekend um well his last weekend of work kind of in Canada and then he was leaving the following like Monday but I had a chance at least we started talking and I had a chance to go see him right before he went back to Germany which is where he was working um for his whole military career um and then we ended up um a month later, I went to Europe with the same girl I met her with. We met up then, then we did long distance for six months, I want to say. And then over that time, it was kind of just decisions, decisions, what do we do? And he was leaving the military anyway, so he moved to Canada. And then we decided to go traveling. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. What a great love story. I love yeah. that. You got to love those military men, girl. <laughs> big fan, big fan, big fan. But that's so cool. And that's, that's so awesome that you guys were able to create this business. Um, you know, your, obviously your relationship is, is important in that too, but that you were able to be like, hey, we both want these same things you know, let's do this direction together and build this, build this together. And that's so cool. What were some of the things like, while as you were brainstorming and kind of, you know, doing this mastermind course and everything else and kind of gaining this knowledge, what were some of the, um, the, the challenges that you guys were running into? Obviously COVID is just a whole, a whole <laughs> challenge in itself. Um, but you know, in that midst, like how, what are, what were some of the things that you guys really had to like overcome throughout creating, right. crafting this? Yeah, absolutely. I think the one main thing is really just starting from the bottom. Like mm -hmm. neither, neither of us had any idea what we were doing. We've never been entrepreneurs before. We've never started a business. We've never done any of this stuff. So it was really just taking the time to invest in ourselves and learning and like doing lots of reading, doing lots of studying, like watching a lot of YouTube videos, talking to people who knew how to do it and really just, just building. So I think that in itself comes with a lot of challenges because it could be just mentally draining and frustrating and there could be ups and downs and everything when it comes to that. So um, yeah, I think the biggest struggle would be just 
just keeping a positive mindset that we're we're going somewhere and eventually it's going to be a success you just kind of cut it keep going trial and error is like just you have to try and you have to make mistakes in order to cut you don't know what you don't know until you kind of run into that um Mm -hmm. and you know so it's it's kind of one of those things that you're constantly just if you give up then nothing's going to get accomplished you have to keep going and you have to keep trying Mm -hmm. and also i mean one of my favorite influencers is sarah's day and she always says act confident and no one will question you (laughs) just fake it till you make it yeah all in Yeah, I love that. So um, we'd love to hear a little more about, I know that traveling hasn't been much of a thing recently, but um, what it's looked like for you. um, We haven't talked too much yet about your being vegan, um, Mm -hmm. but like how has being vegan been with traveling? Like Mm -hmm. I know it's really hard, especially going to different countries. For sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So with so i'll just say kind of where i've been and the different struggles kind of in each place but uh, we started out in southeast asia so we did kind of most of it thailand Cambodia, um that kind of thing and to be honest being vegan there was really hard we didn't um do it full time there just because we would have the only really option would be like rice and vegetables or that kind of thing. Um, in some places, when you go to the really touristy spots, you got vegan food cafes and stuff, and it was really awesome. But when you went off the grid, it it was just a matter of mal- malnutrition, um, which is the opposite of what we're trying to achieve, right? So um, we just stuck to what we could, having having the vegan food when we could, and then kind of dabbling in and having some chicken and stuff just to keep it up because we were so exhausted a lot of the times. And it just, like I said, it's just the opposite of what you're trying to achieve. Um, But then moving into the like richer countries when we went to Australia and New Zealand and stuff, that's when we really took off um, with being vegan. And um, that was awesome. You're able to, there's so many different options and we're able to cook a bunch. Um, We had kind of our own apartments and places and stuff um, there. So it was easy. And with Australia, they have so much fresh fruit and Mm -hmm. vegetables and produce. It's insane. You had so many different varieties of things to be able to eat. Um, So it was awesome. But I would say all in all, um, the, when you're traveling some really amazing like apps and stuff to use um, and people to talk to and stuff would definitely be the locals go to all the markets go talk to people who know where the best foods are Um, and then the app called happy cow and the website called happy cat i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it i have heard of it yeah awesome you literally just there's like filters you could just put vegan and you put the location it'll come up we've had hundreds of like vegan restaurants and stuff will pop up um, around the most random parts of the world <laughs> you'll ever see. Um, so yeah, that was a really um, beneficial thing for us. But I think when we when we started uh, traveling, we were really it was a whole like it was a money thing too. Where if you go to vegan restaurants in countries that they're they're really westernized and like in really poor countries. So everything's really expensive so when you're trying to when you're trying to like 
save, have the best bang for your buck, you really have to watch kind of where you're eating. So you're doing, you want to support local, obviously, too. So you're doing all of like the pad ties and all the street food and you can't necessarily always um, be guaranteed to have to it for it to be vegan. It'll have some egg or some chicken or a lot of stuff is made with beef broth there, like in Vietnam where we spend most of our time. Um, like all the soups and everything is cooked in beef broth and stuff. So um, yeah, my, I would just say to be very careful, be choosy, kind of walk around, see what there is, look at the options um, and eat lots when you can. <laughs> yeah. So what made you decide to become plant-based in the first place? Yeah, that's a great question. I love, I love sharing this story. So when I was um, living here, like through high school and stuff, we just ate whatever was put on the table, right? You eat what mom puts in front of you. And we were, we ate really well. Like my family was always super healthy, no matter what, like we always had like home cooked meals and baking and everything. But I still always felt like I just had some issues digesting things. So I, there was still something that wasn't quite right, even though I was eating quote unquote healthy in my family and my diet and everything like that. So my sister went vegan before I even graduated high school, my older sister, and she left. And when I graduated, I decided, okay, I'm on my own now. Let's see if I could figure out what's wrong with my system. What if I could just see if I can optimize my health so I decided to go vegan for the summer which is only really two months in Canada and um (laughs) and uh and cleanse my body to just have a fresh start and then what I did was I reintroduced chicken and then I took it away and then I reintroduced eggs and I took it away and I did that for every animal product to see how my body reacted to each one and found out like it was kind of like my own little study And I ended up finding out that um, red meat and dairy affected me like crazy. It was horrible. Like I just couldn't digest stuff and I was moody and dairy especially like makes me go crazy. It's weird how much the hormones kind of just put me off balance. Um, And yeah, so then I cut those things out completely. I said, okay, well, I'm I'm not going to consume something that doesn't make me feel good. Um, So just decided to take it away. And then slowly um, over, now it'll be four years, over the past four years, um, I would say from the time I decided I was going to make, like do that study till I cut everything out was about two years. Um, I just slowly cut things out. I did more research. I listened to more podcasts, read more books, like watch documentaries. And the more I learned, the more it kind of put me off of animal products um, to begin with and just tried to. I was that person that said I would never be vegan. I'd never cut out meat or I'd never stop eating cheese. You know, it was, I was one of those people that, that said that. It was just kind of based off of research and like actually listening to my body that made me decide to cut them out because now from, I feel just the way that I feel makes it all worthwhile. Um, being vegan versus eating animal products so so with all of that um are there still I I'm always curious to know if there are still like things that you crave and that your body is like man I could really go for some chicken nuggets right now like (laughs) does that 
Is that ever something you run into? Or like, I, wonder, I really want yeah, cupcakes. I wonder that too, because I've had vegan chicken nuggets and they do not fulfill me the same way. <laughs> so like, what is the draw there? <laughs> totally. I, I definitely remember you posting that one. I just <laughs> following you. I was like, yes. I tried. I tried them. I was like, ah! Not awful, but I don't know. Then like, again, the meatless meatballs at Aldi are better than their regular meatballs. Those are pretty good. They are dope. Really Highly recommend. For sure. So, um, yeah, like, m- m- yes and no. So, the when I first started, I was definitely craving, like, chicken or, like, a milkshake or something super delicious. But now it's come to the point that because... Um, how do I explain it? We cook all of our own food. We're mostly plant-based. We try not to buy processed, like even vegan meats or cheeses or whatever. We try to stay away from it. And the amount of flavors and spices that we put into our dishes, they satisfy those needs. And you're able to create exactly what you're craving into a vegan version. So if I was craving a milkshake, I'd make a vegan milkshake. If I was craving pizza, I'd make a vegan pizza, you know? So it kind of just, especially transitioning, that's the easiest way of doing it. If you're really craving something, look up. There's so many YouTube videos, so many Instagrams, so many everything that just like the best vegan milkshake ever, you know? You'll come up with a recipe, try it, and you could you would maybe fall in love. Sometimes it takes a bit to get used to, but um, what we've noticed, and like Dan says it all the time, <laughs> Well, after a really big workout or something, he's like, man, I could really go for like McDonald's, you know, but it's, it's not the McDonald's that he's craving. It's mostly the salt because he's just done like a big workout. So his body's really craving those salty foods, but in his brain, that still like relates to it. Right. It still translates as McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like understanding what your body's actually wanting versus, and like giving it what it needs, but in a healthier way still tasty version then kind of falling back to those old habits yeah I actually um just recently did a whole 30 challenge and I did like it my way so I didn't really do it like the whole 30 way I like I did it like Dara's Dara's version um but I did specifically not eat gluten or dairy for for the 30 days and I've been kind of like turned off from dairy products for about two years now because of that, the, the digestive, my stomach mm-hmm. like doesn't really agree with it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and I did two, I did Whole30 like two years ago and I was like, wow, I feel amazing. And I thought that cheese, like cheese was like my love language, like <laughs> before, like prior to that, like honestly, yeah. like I literally was like, how am I going to live without, without cheese for 30 days? Yeah. I now my fridge, I do have cheese in my fridge, but because I had some girlfriends come over and she brought cheese, <laughs> but I don't even buy it. Like I don't buy I used to make like, you know, shredded cheese nachos in the microwave all the time. That was like my snack or whatever, or I would have cheese sticks as my snack and I don't crave it. I don't want it. I don't, I don't even buy it. Um, occasionally if I'm at a party and like, there's a cheese tray, I'm I'll be like, hmm, you know, yeah, but, like, say. but it does. I mean, like we had, we had a, a sub today and there was cheese on it, but it, you know, it's like one of those yeah. things where my stomach doesn't feel great. So yeah. I like probably... 95% have cut cheese out of my, out of my diet. And it's amazing. Just cheese, like just cheese. And like, I use like coconut and almond creamers and stuff like that. So, so dairy products, yeah. just limiting that to the extent that I have, 
I feel so much better. And like, you don't, you totally know when you eat it, when you do eat it, your body is like, what is this? Like, I don't want it. <laughs> it's like a body hangover. And I, I honestly, um, coming back to you saying like when there's a little bit of like that cheese platter at a party, take a nibble. We live by that. We, we are fully like vegan and everything and we stand by it. But my, definition like what I like to tell people is everything is in moderation right mm -hmm. it's just kind of is reducing the amount of consumption of what you're eating it's just being aware of what you're eating if you still want to eat meat just have it once or twice a week don't have to eat it every single day you know so if you still want those things have it every so often at the party have it you know if it's accidentally on a sub that you really want to eat you know but it's it's one of those things that just being aware of it instead of just consuming it all the time right. so I totally agree like my um people the vegans might hate me for saying this. <laughs> <laughs> my uh dad and my family were hunters like that's I grew up on like moose meat and elk meat and deer meat because that's what we live off of here in Canada, up in the north. Like, so, Canadian. <laughs> in moderation, like once a year, if I come home to my, visit my family and my, my dad has like gone out and killed this animal and like fully skinned it and cut the meat, I know that it's not factory farmed. I'll have a bite. You know, so it's one of those things that is really just in moderation and it, and it mostly comes from ethical reasons and making your body feel good it's all just based off of making your body feel good if you consume something and it makes you feel like you have a hangover it's probably you shouldn't be real <laughs> yeah so your, does your like vegan practices and policies do they do they go past food like are you do you specifically look for like shampoos and like household <laughs> products and just things like that like does your does being a vegan extend to that as well for you yeah, so it started out just as as food, just because that's what what sourced it is making my body feel look good. But like I said, like the the more that I learn about these kind of things and how chemicals and how and any kind of anything that touches your body or anything that you consume affects you, then um, the more that I've learned that yeah, I've tried to cut out the most that I can. So I try to use all like plant-based products, all really clean, um, of course, proteins and um, just add-ons like soaps and shampoos and makeup. Like all my makeup is vegan and, and plant-based and everything. So um, yeah, I try to stay away from it. I've learned that what you, like what touches your skin is consumed into your like is put into your bloodstream within 26 seconds so if you're like using a chemical or you're using makeup or anything that's bad for you that shouldn't be on your body you're still it's still getting absorbed into your bloodstream that's the right word <laughs> um so yeah i try my best really to stay away from um anything that's gonna harm me even if that means in my surroundings as well like using that using air fresheners i have a lot of chemicals using a diffuser with uh, essential oils you know just little tiny switches and over time it just becomes better it affects all these things affect not only your body and like digestive wise and how you feel but also like mental clarity and brain function function and just all, overall you have so many different systems in your body they all need to be taken care of right 
So mm-hmm. some things I hear sometimes from people that are like the I'm never going to give up meat type of people um, mm-hmm. is that, you know, oh, if I'm a, if I go vegan, I, I lift. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a CrossFitter. I, I'm an Olympian lifter or I work out all the time. How am mm-hmm. I going to get this fuel if I'm vegan? So what, I need my protein. Right, right. <laughs> and you're constantly, you're constantly working out and keeping that, that, that balance of this mind, body, soul, um, mm-hmm. you know, thing that, that we're all trying to achieve. So what is your testimony on being somebody who is active, um, who has switched to this lifestyle? Yeah, right. Um, so personally, I find I am so much more awake. My energy levels are up here. Um, I feel stronger. I feel lighter. I feel clearer. Um, the sole fact that you need protein, you know, to, to lift weights and, and build muscle, there's like plants are protein. That's, that's what it is. And that's, you, you, you need a lot of it. Yes but that can come from either or. It can come from animal products or plants. And I've been able to um, just, I I can't necessarily say when I was eating animals and I wasn't a vegan, I was playing sports all the time. I wasn't necessarily like lifting weights, but I was an athlete. I was doing everything and anything. Um, I was busy all the time, but I was exhausted constantly. And I, I was so tired, I wasn't necessarily um, hitting your goals as fast as I wanted to. Whereas when I'm, when I'm vegan now, and that's my goal is to be fit and healthy as best as I possibly can. It's so easy to keep weight down and build muscle when you're on a plant-based diet, because you don't have those extra fats, all the high salt, high sugar, high carb, like things that you're consuming on top of that protein. So to me, so much, so much easier more energy, you're able to just, I don't know, I'm just clearer, just just so much clearer. And you're able to um, use plant protein. It's just as easy as using animal protein. Yeah. I, um, I know a lot of people do struggle with the quantity of like, there's not quite as much protein per, you know, gram um, in some plant-based products. So what is like a really good like one of your favorite recipes or favorite foods to get some really nutritionally dense high protein foods into your diet quickly like after a workout yeah okay um right after a workout i would definitely have a protein shake because that is gonna hit that protein synthesis like right away um and again that's using clean protein but in terms of really nutritious, really high in protein meals that I absolutely love and will eat every single day is oatmeal, um, that you could bulk out oatmeal and putting it into like peanut butter and all of your different kinds of hemp seeds, cheese seeds, and nuts, all that kind of stuff. Those all have so much protein in them, even though they're such tiny little things. So bulking out a big bowl of oatmeal has, will have so much nutrition and so much protein. Um, stuff like tofu scramble. Um, if you make it just right, it's so delicious and perfect and it's high in protein. Um, so many nutrients. Yeah. And you get all of your protein from chickpeas, beans, lentils. You could do anything from salads, bulked out with any kind of topping. The best thing that I tell people would be just put protein in every meal. That could be a sprinkle of seed. That could be a can of beans. That could be anything. Just try to get it anywhere you can um, and then 
I personally will add those protein shakes into my day too. Having smoothies, mm -hmm. adding a protein, having a protein shake right after I work out, all those kinds of things. They're simple, they're delicious. They don't have any of those extra things on top of it. It's just the protein. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. One thing I um, personally, I have to be careful about, um, and this is like sort of on the protein topic, which just made me think of it, is um, I know some women, like my mom had estrogen positive breast cancer. And so mm. I have to be really careful with soy-based products because soy, um, you know, has like a natural estrogen to it. And mm. so I'm always like one thing that would kind of keep me from going plant-based is tofu yeah. and tempeh are, and edamame are some of like the best forms of really dense like mm -hmm. vegan protein there has been i know that there's been a lot of stuff like things that have come out that said that soy protein has a lot of estrogen and it's not good for the for women and everything um but there's been a lot of studies that have come out that the the type of estrogen that is in soy is a plant-based estrogen it's not the same as like human estrogen so it doesn't actually affect it soy actually reduces um like the risk of cancer versus upping it it's just kind of it's where it's because of media, it's really hard to kind of dictate what, what you say and everything and what you hear and all that kind of stuff. But um, I heard the exact same thing. And for me, it was like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> I don't want to be eating soy if that's the case. But doing more research, um, one person, if you guys are wanting to, if you're interested, listening to the Plant Proof podcast, um, he's amazing. And he talks a lot. He gets a lot of doctors and nutrition uh, nutritionists and stuff on. And yeah, I was listening to one of them and it's it's actually not true just in yeah. case you want to try um but i'm sorry about your mom <laughs> but yeah soy soy doesn't affect um it actually lowers your risk of cancer um because of the different kind of estrogen it's plant versus human <laughs> i guess that's true we are not plants <laughs> i mean i'm a plant mom true. does that count true <laughs> having that on there that's awesome that's so great so I, I know we just talked about like a couple of different things that you do for protein wise um some of your favorite recipes but what are just like you know earlier we were we were mentioning like if you still have cravings so like what you do with that so what have you found in this journey of of this new vegan lifestyle that you're chasing um what have you found that you actually that adds, that's actually better and tastes better mm -hmm. and like just like your favorite thing um, that you've recreated now that maybe beforehand you would just kind of go for the original but now you do the vegan style? That's a good question. <laughs> There's so I'm such a big foodie. There's so many things that I love. Um, I probably have to say either pizza or burgers. I absolutely love them because there's so many different, oh, let's go with burgers. I really love burgers because there's so many different ways that you could do them. You could do them with mm -hmm. potato, or you could do them with beans, or you could do them with mushrooms, or you could kind of bulk it out to whatever flavor you want. Like we have like a curry one and then a teriyaki one and you know, you could kind of just play with the flavors and then you just bulk it out just the same as a normal burger. So you put like avocado and lettuce and tomato and like vegan mayo is so good. Tastes just like regular mayo just mm -hmm. better for you <laughs> so you get creative with all of your sauces you're able to kind of get that all together um 
and then it goes with wedges and who doesn't like a good side of wedges so good um and then another one would be mac and cheese that one probably was the hardest to get rid of because (laughs) it was it's really easy to recreate delicious cheesy flavors and sauces and stuff it's just getting creative with um how to make it it's really just doing your research that's how people fall off the bandwagon of being vegan because they're like it's really hard but it's just it's hard because you have to do the research but once you know what you're doing so easy just like learning a new language right you just gotta kind of learn it and if you're really willing to try then you'll get to that point eventually and, and then it's smooth sailing Absolutely. Do you feel that your skills in the kitchen have enhanced since becoming a vegan? <laughs> you kind of, you have to, and yeah. that and you have to just be more creative with um, what you buy and the things that you use. And um, it, it was really awesome, actually, because my mom, she's been on kind of on and off vegan when me and my sister at home like throughout COVID and stuff she just ate what we ate Mm -hmm. and it was crazy how much of a difference she would always tell us like your food is so flavorful because she's so used to having like chicken and potatoes and you know like just those the regular things that you have but when Mm -hmm. you actually start to think about it and add spices to your food like you could put so many and as many as you want and whichever diet you're in but with being a vegan you kind of just explore that more because you're already into making different sauces and everything that it just becomes this your palate just expands and it just becomes a explosion of flavors in your mouth (laughs) so So with that do you find that um you have to spend a lot more time in the kitchen i know that's some people um that's like one thing they're hesitant about is, oh man, I just don't have time to be vegan. Cause you have yeah. to, like, if you're going out to eat, I don't want to just get a side salad and French fries when all my friends are getting something else yeah. and something that looks so much better. But if I'm at home, I don't have, you know, forever to throw together like the mac and cheese that I'm craving to soak the cashews overnight and all that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. which makes the best vegan mac and cheese. Yeah. We need to make it soon, Dara. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what are your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that um, a lot of recipes can actually be faster than um, non-vegan because you don't necessarily always have to cook vegan food. Like chickpeas and stuff really just have to be heated. They don't necessarily have to be with meat. You have to cook it all the way through without getting salmonella, whatever. You know, so, kind of becomes it depends on your recipe if you're going to be doing um the mac and cheese if you want it then you're gonna have to probably soak the cashews for an hour and that's going to be your only time consuming part because the rest is just throwing it in a blender cooking the pasta (laughs) so it is quite simple it just really is a matter of thinking about it and stuff like when it comes to making regular meals that doesn't have to do all the sauces and stuff i find it even faster it's just slow when you don't know what you're doing right well i guess that's the same the same excuse for just a healthy lifestyle in general that people can sometimes have like oh i don't have time to cook 85 percent of my meals well you know if you're prepping and you're making it a priority and it's something that you are you know passionate about or want that lifestyle then yeah you're gonna make that time and you know really maybe it's only an extra 
45 minutes a week <laughs> that you really need to right. dedicate to cooking. <laughs> but you make time for what's important to right. you, right? Right. If you really want it, you're going to do it. And mm -hmm. if you don't want it, you're not going to do it. It's just one of those things. Like, it depends. Do you care more about your health or do you care more about the things that you have to do because you don't have to eat? It's just one of those things that whatever you you kind of put your priorities on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. on, on. On that note, going off of that, what are some of the things that your clients that you and Dan have been finding and, and meeting with and talking to? What are some of like, what is like a question that maybe reoccurs a lot that you guys are kind of consistently answering or um, that people are ask they're asking you? And it could be a like maybe one or two different things, but is is there even something that, people are coming to you and specifically asking because they don't have knowledge on and right. it, is it a vegan related question or is it just like a nutrition in general question right right i think mostly it's not necessarily questions mm -hmm. that we get asked but it's more so um like how can i lose weight or yeah. how can i like what they're more so like um see they've seen dan's journey of weight loss i don't know if you guys seen it but dan went vegan with um after he met me he decided i told him i was like this is something that is important to me and he went vegan overnight and from the time yeah really crazy um i when i saw him he wasn't a vegan and then when we did our six months of long distance he had lost i don't remember the number now i think it was something like 40 pounds or 50 pounds wow. or something in the time that if he does in kilos and I, I get the numbers confused, but uh, within the six months he had lost all this weight. And basically the next time I saw him, it was just like, he had nothing left yeah. in terms of he, he had lost a lot of muscle too, because he was still in the military and not really um, eating properly. He didn't really know what he was doing. So he just kind of went vegan, but wasn't eating it properly. But that's what we teach people when they want weight loss and as quickly as Dan has it and stuff. We really just make sure that they're doing it properly. They're, they're not under eating where they're going to lose too much unhealthy weight. They're doing it in a slow, like um, healthy way where they're still incorporating exercise, but they're still like um, veganism is is hard and kind of weird in some some ways because they could you could do it really wrong and it could be really unhealthy um and you can't not all vegans are healthy there's still like so many processed foods and everything that's that's out there and um you just have to do it right and that's why i think the main question i kind of rambled a full circle um just teaching people how to do it right and that's where people come to us for um if they wanting to try vegan and wanting to lose weight that's where they don't have the knowledge necessarily to fit properly and they want they don't want to have those kind of trial and errors where we're able to just be like here you go here's a meal plan here's every single there's every single recipe has every single amount of calories and everything that they have, all the calories they should be consuming to lose weight, like on a healthy basis, full meal plans, exercise routines, everything. So it kind of just helps them do it properly instead of failing. I, I guess it's just like having a coach, right? That's right. exactly right. You just, you don't want to do the trial and error. You just want someone to be like, I've done it here. This is how you do it properly. Yeah. Right. Let them skip a few of the steps at the beginning. Make 
Yeah, exactly. Easier for them. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That's what they hire you for, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as far as um, how you eat, do you um, typically do meal plans for yourself or do you meal prep or do you tend to cook every meal um, every day? Do you count macros? Do you eat intuitively? Like, what's your approach to the right, world? Right, yeah. Um, so mostly because when we started with our first clients, we wanted to be with them and kind of have our own schedule. So we're all in this together, you know, so that the last few weeks have been really structured and we've been counting all of our calories and stuff just to, um, when we're in the mindset doing it ourselves, we help our clients better, right? It's just one of those things that you're kind of all in it as a team and group effort. But um, other than that, so yes, we, we have been meal prepping and counting calories and making sure we're doing everything right. Um, but outside of this program, um, when we don't have like before we started and everything, um, it was really just intuitive eating. It was eating when you're hungry. It was making sure that it's healthy meals we kind of have been in a kind of get in a rhythm of having your same meals you know every week you guys everyone does it right you kind of find your groove (laughs) rotate through them right it's just a matter of when we were hungry okay what (laughs) we have our however many lunch options breakfast options dinner options let's cook one of them we always have the same kind of groceries but since we've been doing more so um, recipes and trying to push out different kinds of content for people, we've been exploring different recipes and foods, which have been really, really nice. Um, but I'd say we plan about a day in advance. And we, um, the reason why we're calorie counting is just because we're working out way more often than we have been lately. Like we've been, we're working out twice a day. So we do hit in the morning and strength wow. training at night. So we're trying to really make sure, because when I started counting my calories, I realized that I was under eating. So now that we've been upping our exercise, I want to make sure that I'm hitting those calories. So in order to do that, there's time where I need to put in a little bit more work to be able to see what my, um, because it, it's all a feeling. So once I know, okay, if I have to eat just over 2000 calories in order to kind of keep my body weight, then once I do that for two weeks and I know that's 200 calories, my body will... I'll be able to feel it then, you know, so then you don't need to count them anymore. You kind of know what that rhythm is. Um, So it's just a matter of teaching um, yourself and be able to help other people then do it afterwards. Right on. Is there anything that you want to make sure that people know about whether it's veganism, about, you know, your, the program that you and Dan are are doing, um, just any, any like last, like kind of last little tips or tricks of the trade that you can share Mm -hmm. that maybe we didn't think to ask about? Um, yeah, I, I just want to say like, listen to your body and do things that are right for you. And if you want to live a long life and start thinking about taking care of your body right now like do try cutting things out even if you don't think that that's the problem like try just try changing things up work out like move your body just just do what you can to be as healthy as possible because honestly the really really small changes make a huge difference mentally and it's it's crazy how much people don't um, educate themselves and how we've been so like brainwashed to think that this is a healthy lifestyle the way that 
society is kind of going um, with McDonald's as a regular. It's just really crazy. Um, so doing, doing the research as much as possible to kind of, um, to just do better for you. Like don't care about anything else, just, um, just for you. Right. Yeah. Very cool. One of our last questions, it's going to kind of our overall theme of our podcast in general. What does balance mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, balance would be happiness. So whatever that means to keep you happy, um, eating the right foods, um, that is going to keep you going fueled, for me, that's plants, whatever that looks like for you, just making sure it's it's healthy and it's balanced. Um, the word of the day. Uh, <laughs> exercising, moving your body, making sure that you your body's filling up with endorphins, it's feeling good, it's moving, it's strong, it's healthy. Um, doing things that are super fun, that make you laugh and make you feel silly and just, just let you switch off for a little bit. And learning. So just keeping your brain always turning and trying new things and just do things that make you happy. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Balance is happiness. I love that. I love it. Cool. And finally, so what does nutrition mean to you? Um, Which is kind of just all encompassing with everything we've been talking about today. Um, we yeah. want to see if every we, we want to see if everyone has a different definition of nutrition, just as everyone has a different definition of balance. Yeah, totally. Um, nutrition to me would be sustainability. Mm-hmm. I want to say so. Um, if you're going to be consuming things, making sure that it's something that's going to be sustainable. Um, and then, just like I said before all of those points are hit a very important marker in nutrition. It's not just food. It's not just fitness. It's not just mindset, like mental health, physical health, all of it is one big thing. And that all comes under nutrition. It's whatever that is for you to take care of those things. You need to do them, whether that's yoga or running or eating plants, you know, whatever that is, just making sure that your body is, is healthy and and uh, energized. Right on. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, um, give us some tips about being vegan, sharing some of your secrets and your journey with it. Um, before we go, how can people find you on social and your website um, if they want to reach out and check out your accountability um, uh, company? Awesome. Yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram at sat n the letter Dan. And then also on our website at www.sad-dot.com. Awesome. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I loved hearing your tricks and I can't wait to, I need to go on your website and see if you have a vegan milkshake recipe, because I've been thinking about that since you started talking about it. (laughs) You had us at milkshake. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Cool. Thanks so much. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you weren't already, be sure to subscribe to Beyond Broken Hungry wherever you get your podcast so you can be notified every time a new episode drops. It would also mean the world to us if you rate, review, and share the podcast too so more people can join the tribe. Follow us on social media at Beyond Broke and Hungry to interact with us and see how we're stumbling towards wellness one day at a time.